Luke Dynan makes the music of Children of Wrath, and he's back on the antidote for a fresh talk. Luke, it has been a long time. Yes, it has. Because the last time you and I got together was in 2017 for a talk about your debut, No Flesh Spared. And I mean, that was an outstanding release. It ended up on the Antidote's top 10 list for that year. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that so much. I don't know where the time has gone. I can't believe it's been, what, six years now? (laughs) That means we're both getting older, aren't we? Oh, yes. (laughs) Something interesting about your music is that it's only you. Have you ever thought about bringing in a few band members? Um, I've thought about it, but I've never had any luck really meeting anybody that um, wants to commit to it. I put out ads on Craigslist and things like that and kind of just end up getting weirdos and stuff. And then the people that I have worked with, it just seems like there's not enough time or we can't keep up with each other and it ends up being me finishing everything anyway. And I guess another thing to think about is that if you did turn Children of Wrath into a full band, wouldn't it be difficult to give up some of the creative control? Yeah, that too. Um, I definitely enjoy my creative control. Anyway, you did move on from your debut because in 2018, Children of Wrath delivered your second album, Supernatural Dimensions. That was the final release you did through Nasra Recordings. Do you have any regrets about going back to the independent thing? Um, no, not really. Um, Michael at Nasra was great. Um, it just didn't work out the way that we all had hoped, but he ended up giving me back basically my masters. So I still have those. And um, being independent, it's not that much harder. Um, It's kind of nice because it's like not having a boss um, and I can just release stuff at my own pace um, as slow as that can be sometimes and as fast as that can be sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're doing this for fun, right? Oh, yes. Fun and creative uh, output. Would you ever want to take it full time? Um, I wish I could, but like you said, I would need a band. Um, I don't really know where I would play. Um, it's largely a studio project. Um, it's hard for me to scream and play guitar at the same time. So that would be a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) That album, Supernatural Dimensions, had a lot of winners. But my go-to song has always been Leviathan. The lyrics are based on Job 41. Does that make you an Old Testament kind of guy? Um, For some of the songs, yeah. Um, That album, well, I put out a video before the release of that that, you know, I was kind of obsessed with biblical X-Files, so to say, and there's just a lot of little neat things in the Bible like that that don't get a lot of attention that are pretty neat. And uh, I think that there's some humor to that song, too, with regard to the lyrics about, you know... uh, trying to fight the Leviathan and then never doing it again. And would you leash him for your maidens and things like that? So, um, yeah, that's a pretty interesting song. I'm glad you like it. Well, here's something else. What's the Leviathan in your life? Uh, right now it's work or lack of work. <laughs> well, I get a new job, but I spent three years at a very demanding job that was very well-paying, and we got took over by a new company, and they dissolved my position. So I ended up using that time to write the album three, 
and the Son of the Morning EP. Something I really can't figure out about you, Luke. There you were. Children Wrath was going full bore in 2017 and 2018. And then you disappeared from the music scene and social media until really just a few weeks ago. What happened? Um, well, I ended up having two more kids and uh, I ended up changing careers. And my new job was more demanding than the last job. Uh, so now I have four kids, uh, 15, 10, 5, and 1 years old. And uh, at the time, it just seemed like everything had gone as far as it could go, and I needed to take a break from it because I didn't want to feel like I was just uh, begging at that point. That's quite an age span. The thing is, now you have a built-in babysitter with the 15-year-old. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, at the end of this April, you released a new album titled Three, and I thought you were just going to use that as a working title. I thought so too, but then it ended up sticking and uh, I just, for lack of a better uh, idea, couldn't think of anything better. So I just figured, you know, everybody was asking for the third album when it was going to happen and I just called it three. I wanted to get it out there as fast as I could. How long was it from beginning to full release? I wrote that whole album in about three weeks. Oh, come on. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Uh, writing, recording, arranging, mixing, mastering. <laughs> Did your wife and kids see you at all during that time? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like I said, I ended up creating a lot of templates to help me work better, and uh, I just had the manic energy to get it all done. And uh, I had, you know, time off work, so that helped too. You brought in a change on three. You've always been known for having Christian-based lyrics, but this time, the songs really only hint at faith. Instead of bringing in lyrics from the Bible, you wrote them yourself. What made that kind of switch? Um, I just wanted to challenge myself. I didn't want to make um, the same album three times in a row. Uh, I wanted to see how creative I could get writing my own lyrics. It's always been a hard thing for me to write my own lyrics, and uh, I wanted to challenge myself. The EP, Son of the Morning, goes back to the biblical-based lyrics, and uh, I've had a lot of success with that. They can help make things come a lot quickly, but this I just wanted to focus on, um, you know, certain issues that are important to me, as well as trying my hand at, like, fantasy lyrics and things like that. There is a trace amount of faith found on the song, Bipolarity. I had to translate the Latin part of the lyrics to find that it says, from the depths to the glorious light. No, no one knows Latin anymore except for metal bands. Why use Latin? I thought it sounded gnarly. I liked it. I wanted to put something on there that sounded a little different, and I think it sounded better than saying from the depths to the glorious light. Because you want to be cool and artistic. Yeah, cool and artistic, yeah. That song is about uh, what it's like to have bipolar disorder. Um, I've been dealing with that most of my life, along with extreme anxiety. Uh, I was trying to show people the range of extremes that can happen as a bipolar person by contrasting opposites. Um, some days you feel like the rays of God are shining on you, and the next day you could be, you know, wishing you're not alive. Um, I'm a lot better now that I'm medicated, but for anyone that doesn't understand what that's about, I tried to put that into words. So that's how you deal with it, 
through medication? Uh, medication and faith and then being creative. Um, I mean, I've had some dark times, but nothing I couldn't get over. No, that's cool. Praise God for that. I suppose you and I need to talk about the style of Children of Wrath. I usually think of you as a death metal band, you know, because of your vocal style, Luke. But it does lean heavily on symphonic metal. Have there been bands that have had an influence on your sound? <laughs> yes, but not bands that most Christians would like. Um, bands like Cradle of Filth or Demi Borgir. Um, I really like trying to contrast beauty and uh, brutality. Um, I really like to write symphonic compositions and um, you know use the choirs and things like that. So you've spoken about Christians not being accepting of bands like that. But reality is, is that Christian radio and much of the Christian music scene just dumps on anything with a heavier style like yours. That's true, yeah. I uh, I remember for No Flesh Spared, I submitted my album and I, I paid like $100 to Jesus Freak Hideout for them to do a review of it. And they just trashed it and they couldn't get over the style of it and all that and why someone would try to even do something like that. It was quite the blow, but I got over it. And here I was feeling the complete opposite way, and I just adored the album. Yeah, well, you're, you have very eclectic taste, and I appreciate that about you a lot. So who is attracted to your music then? Are you getting Christians listening to it, or is it, you know, the secular market, I guess you could say? Um, I think it's mostly Christians. I have seen some supporters that um, look like they're into uh, the other kind of heavy metal, we could say. <laughs> Switching back to the album, on three, you also wrote one set of lyrics with something that you know nothing about. The New Land says, Weeks gone by, winter's chill, sailing in a sea of ice. <laughs> and here you are, you live in Phoenix. I mean, come on, you don't know anything about winter. <laughs> well, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and uh, we've had snowstorms that have been over four feet of snow. And uh, I guess that's just me pining for the winter without uh, actually uh, living in it. <laughs> and you're accepting of the heat versus the cold, which tops each other out? Um... <laughs> It's always so hot here, but you just kind of get used to it. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where it could be 80 out, and uh, you're like, "Woo, I need my hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) You get acclimated to it. Oh, you would have died here this winter. I go out hiking every morning, and on Christmas Day I got stifled because the snowdrift was over seven feet high. Oh, my goodness. And it only melted about two weeks ago. We finally get rid of the snow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Something else about the new land is it's Viking metal. So are you actually <laughs> ready to do battle with Amon Amarth? <laughs> oh, that's funny you brought that up. Yeah, I was kind of thinking of them when I wrote that song, I guess, or maybe uh, subconsciously. But yeah, it's cool to make a Viking metal song. Of course, the other issue that you would have is that you don't have hair. So how do you do the hair toss? <laughs> I do a beard toss. <laughs> I've got more hair on my beard than I could ever have on my head. 
Why is it that all of us guys do that? You know, you lose hair on the top of your head, so you grow the beard just to compensate. Oh, well, I'm not losing any hair, but uh, I, I have a CPAP machine for sleep apnea, and it just ruins my hair, so I just buzz it off all the time. <laughs> Another song from 3 is Lies. Lies to your face from the powers that be, clouding our judgment so we really can't see. Deceit propagated on every station, narratives written to control the nation. Okay, so instead of me guessing where the song idea came from, what about filling us in? Uh, this song is about mistreatment of the veterans by the VA and, say, the military-industrial complex as well, and how the media can play a part in deceiving people. Um, I've personally been mistreated by the VA. Um, when I was in the Air Force, I hurt my back and neck and left shoulder as an egress mechanic. That means I worked on ejection seats. Um, they were very heavy and awkward, and so were some of the parts. I put in for disability with the VA, and it took them years for them to process. They kept losing my paperwork, sending it to the wrong states, things like that. Um, I finally got my appointment for compensation and pension, and I got put into a room with some kind of nurse. While she was checking me out with a stethoscope, she began to whisper in condescending tones to me things like, you're not going to get it. You should just give up now. They're not going to believe you. You should just leave. And I was completely taken aback by this. And before I could say anything, they called me into the room with the doctor and he had my records. He found the exact times I hurt myself and he was able to make the claim go through. However, a few years later, I put in for an increase and the VA, quote, audited me and decided that they paid me too much and they garnished over $10,000 from me for over two years. Uh, this is the same VA in Phoenix that got caught up in the veterans death scandal where they purposely denied veterans care so that they die. Right. The other part of the song about the media playing a part in it, um, it just seems like the media is there to get half of everybody at the throats of everybody else. Um, it seems like it doesn't matter what station you watch or listen to. It seems the only time they can get everyone to agree on something is when they want to sell something that shouldn't happen in the first place, like, you know, the war in Iraq that's still going on to some extent two-plus decades later after 9-11. Um, many people entering the service are disadvantaged in some way and are hoping to escape a bad situation at home or make a better life for themselves, and they can end up being physically, emotionally, or mentally scarred and then have to contend with a system that wants nothing to do with them once their service is up. And, and at least in my case, will go out of its way to make life harder for veterans. Wow. Is that the song that you're most passionate about? Um, yeah, probably. You wrote a song called Nightmare. I seem to experience that. Not every night, but a lot of nights. What's a nightmare for you, and how does that relate to the song? Well, there's a couple prongs to those lyrics. Um... Prong number one, uh, I went to a, a church school for the first six grades of my life, and uh, they were really conservative, uh, sometimes to the point of absurdity. For instance, I got in trouble for wearing red pants one day because, of course, red was the color of the devil. <laughs> uh, Seriously? Always, yeah. <laughs> it, it was weird. Um, I was always singled out and in trouble with the teachers, and it took me a long time to figure out why, and eventually I realized it was because my parents believed differently than the school did. Um, they didn't like that we listened to groups like DC Talk or Jars of Clay or the Newsboys and such, and uh, they thought rock beats were of the devil. 
And I was constantly picked on by all of my teachers, and it led me to develop anxiety at a young age. And then later on in life, as a teenager, I was singled out again by my own church for being too rebellious because I listened to groups like Savior Machine and Zayo and MXDX, Circle of Dust. Um, oh, yeah. That's definitely from the devil. <laughs> liking the Lord of the Rings and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it just always ended up feeling like it was a nightmare. You know, it's like that... Uh, Skillet song off Hey You, I Love Your Soul, where John Cooper sings, everything I buried gets exhumed, I gotta dig deeper. Sometimes you can't bury pain deep enough, and you have to mentally or psychologically make a place for it instead of trying to ignore it. Not like a trophy or something like that, not to celebrate victimhood, but to be able to point at it and go, you know, there's my pain that I made it through. So that's how I dealt with that issue as an artist. I wrote a song about it so I can be able to put it in its place and encapsulate it. And what about today? Have you found a church where you're comfortable and accepting of you? Um, I'm between churches right now. We were at a really nice church, but they ended up closing because there was not enough income to sustain the church. Um, They really reached out to hurting people and homeless people and things like that. So, yeah, I'm between churches right now, but hopefully not for long. During COVID, church changed for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Something about Children of Wrath is that you have gone full bore into 2023. I mean, two weeks, two weeks after your album release, you brought out the EP Son of the Morning. Why would you do that? Well, I thought I was done with three, and I tried to give myself a break, but the creative juices kept flowing, and I wrote three more songs, and uh, like I said, I went back to the biblical-based lyrics, so it went really quick because it's easy to make lyrics that way, and uh, I'm going back to work now, so I didn't want to wait, and I just wanted to put it out, you know, lest people have a problem with uh, three. I wanted to let them know that you know, I didn't go off the reservation or something like that. Now, with the new job, is it going to allow you any time to do more music? I hope so. I haven't started yet. Um, I won't be on call anymore, so I'm I'm thinking so. That's why I wanted to write my own lyrics for, for three. I mean, going back to that, um, you know, I have issues I feel strongly about, and just being able to to put that into a creative format has helped a lot. I mean, like uh, the song Pain, that's about me losing my job. And uh, that was the first track I wrote off the album. They basically announced that I was resigning, even though I wasn't. And I left work early that day and went home and wrote that song right away. And then I was like, all right, we're going to start the album now. (laughs) What a bummer. Now, I want to hear about the EP's title track. I read the lyrics and found that you brought in verses from Revelation and Isaiah. Were those verses speaking to you personally, or did you just enjoy the story? Um, I think it's a neat story, but, I mean, they spoke to me personally in that, you know, I knew that they were kind of interweaved with each other. That's what happens when you grow up a Christian, you know, you get the find what relates to other verses and things like that. But no, it's not sympathy for the devil, if that's what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Where do the ideas come from for the songs? 
I mean, you got a wealth of material to draw out of the Bible. How do you pick and choose? Um, well, a lot of times I write the chorus first, and uh, that's just musically. And then I write the verses around it, and then the bridge, and the intro, or the outro. And I get the whole arrangement done, usually before I start looking for verses. And basically what I do is I put songs on loop. And if I know what I'm going for, I'll reread the lyrics over and over again until I can find a way to make them rhythmically fit. Um, or I'll have to uh, look at different translations and see if I can make those lyrics fit. But a lot of the times it's just reading through the Bible and trying to find a rhythm. I'm really going to put you on the spot right now. Have you got a favorite between Three and Son of the Morning? Is there a favorite track that you produced? Yeah, I like Wings of the Wind a lot. That came together in less than a day. And uh, it comes from the Book of Psalms. And uh, Psalms is really easy to write songs to because they're, they're basically songs anyway. And David had a real knack for penning songs. So I hope when I get to heaven, he gives me a high five for that song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a hug, too. Yeah. So what's in store for Children of Wrath? I mean, is it going to be another couple of weeks before your next release? <laughs> no, I have nothing on the burners right now. Um, definitely need to recuperate a little bit. But, um, I mean, I'm always thinking about the, the next thing. Um, I'm sorry it took so long for it to come out in the first place, but hopefully I made up for it with these two releases. And... Uh, I'm really jazzed about how everything came out, so I'm hoping that I can keep going. Luke, I have to apologize. I've been teasing you during our whole talk. But thanks for this talk, my friend. Well, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. It was great talking with you again. I hope you're, you're doing well and continue to do well.